PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is Season 2, covering everything from student stories to self-care and sports. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Why They Played podcast. I am your host. My name is Richard Fontanez, and right here is my co-host. Nick Pumeri. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Good evening. All right, so our podcast basically offers a little bit of an insightful look into the minds of gamers and why they play. So, as I said, my name is Richard. I tend to be the person who just plays um, very, very casually, not too competitive, not like the whole big into tournaments or anything like that. I just like, I just want to have a good time. You know what I mean? I like that. That's nice because I'm the opposite. I'm a competitive player, and I go out there to try and kick people's asses. Uh, okay, so you're all about the you're all about getting up and up and up in the ring. Yep. Okay, so I have a question. Have you done like tournaments? Before. I have for Super Smash Brothers Melee, oh, God. The, the older GameCube release. Oh, really? Okay, so you yeah. did on Melee. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not much of an ultimate guy. Really? No. Yeah, I, I, the, the gameplay is just—it's so fluid and smooth for uh, for Melee. I just in Ultimate they kind of like bog it down. It feels like you're swimming in water to me. Okay, all right, I, I get that. If you played Melee and Ultimate, you'll see the difference for sure. You know, it's funny because I have played both of them. It's uh, I, I haven't played Melee in so long, so I haven't realized that difference, but I definitely can see like like you look at videos like the highlight reels from both games. One is vastly different from the other, especially like when you're playing against the two worst characters in the game. Uh, what's this, like Fox and all the, the Star Fox characters? The absolute worst. In Melee? Yes. To, to me, because they're just teleporting all across everything. That's what makes them so. That's what's supposed to make them so good. But I, I agree, they can be a little slippery. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. It's like fighting ice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah. Okay. So here you go. Now you got the that perfect blend of one casual, one competitive. So you get you're getting all um, uh, views, all walks of life on this. So uh, moving on. So I'm. A, we both obviously have a favorite game of all time. I want to start with you, Nick. So what is yours? So my favorite game of all time is Time Splitter's Future Perfect. It's a first-person shooting game released in 2005 by Free Radical. And um, basically what, what I like so much about it is the, the humor. And also there's time traveling in it. So you get to play in like a bunch of different levels. Like uh, There's like a Haunted Mansion from the 90s. And you play in like uh, Siberia. Um, and there's like a futuristic setting, of course. And then there's uh, like a Civil War level. And it, it's just, the, the characters are so over-the-top. It's an over-the-top game. Also, there's, a, there's like, a, a, like a disco place from the 70s. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, I, th- I just think it's made by the same people that made GoldenEye. There's a lot of those same developers okay. on that team. So it, it's just a wonderful game. I feel like it didn't really get the attention it deserved. I've never heard of any game that sounds like that. That sounds just like that sounds like a bunch of guys like in a basement just had this cool idea when they were all like maybe drinking. They're like, "Yo, let's put this together and see what comes out." Because that just sounds like like the epitome of like just pure like enjoyment. Like it doesn't matter what's going on. Put this on, have some time with friends and everything like that. And it's just you know. That's how I feel about the original Super Mario Brothers. Like, what were they what were they smoking when they came up with like uh, an Italian plumber? <laughs> 
Like the jumping on uh, like rotten mushrooms and, and turtles. It's like what, what the heck? Hey, it didn't. It didn't need to make sense. It just had to be fun. And, and it was. It, it was damn good fun. It was, man. I, have you played? You played the original, like the yeah. I old... played it through. I, I I mean, I skipped most of the game because <laughs> the game allows you to. But yeah. Oh, okay. You've done that. Tr- I've done that trick too. Yeah. Th- that's that game is hard. Those games are like. Like, the, the last world's very hard for sure yeah no that's definitely like a different time it's like I think it was the 80s 85 85 yep those games are just like a different breed of difficult and like you had nothing to hold your hand they're like yeah this is it walk through it good luck <laughs> NES that, that's the problem with uh, like super old games is that they didn't really explain much to you no you had to rely on the manual and it's like in, in 2022 it's like we don't really want to look at the manual I mean, you don't need a manual. You got people playing them now. So everything just, nothing goes away. It just evolves. You know what I mean? Like no matter what it is, whether it be the game, the the instructions, how you see it, where you see it, all that stuff. Uh, Which actually, you know, brings me to my next point. Just, you know, the biggest games, like it started kind of in the 80s. Like I think, I feel like Nintendo kind of helped take it off with uh, Mario Brothers. Mm -hmm. And everything from there was just like a spiral into like what is the gargantuan like uh entity that the gaming world is now because like back then you know it was so niche and small and everything like that you know every now and then you get probably be like some kids who's like oh my god i got an nes come on guys let's all have some fun around the table uh and in front of the freaking this little box tv that you know none of us were around for at the time and it was just like it was local like fun bringing people together and now it is like it's fun bringing people together, but uh, yeah. I think the there's less local multiplayer, more online. Oh no, yeah, that definitely. I, I agree. I agree with you, and it's funny because the only per- I feel like the only company that's keeping that alive is Nintendo. You know, which God bless them. They're freaking. They're the granddaddies of like uh, what is it, couch multiplayer, something like that. I forget the name of that. T- I forgot the term. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, but yeah, they're the ones keeping it alive. So like, you look at now, you have less games that are like focused on um like actually like just trying random new things and just for fun now you have all these games that are like they're less about playing and more about like watching and mm. i don't know where you where do you stand on that like how do you feel about that um i love watching people play games personally mm-hmm. I, I do it all the time on on twitch mainly because uh one of the games i'm trying to get good at competitively is league of legends and so hence i'm trying to watch league of legends players to learn something so I kind of use it in an educational way. Okay. An educa- okay, an educational way. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Nah, I mean, I can't, I can't get into League of Legends for life of me. I tried that for one day, and I'm just looking at the screen like there's so much. It's like information overload. Like, I got I to gotta see the game I'm playing. I, I don't want to see a menu. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm on the stark opposite of you. Yeah. So Good um, for you, though, dude. Like, the game's a disease. <laughs> That's what I hear. Like the the co- I'm, an, I'm an addict. <laughs> I'm a certified addict. Hey man, you know what? Listen, you can get money from it, so there's a benefit there. All the games I play, I don't, I've never seen anything like you get money for. Like I I play mostly single player games, and that's actually what I originally meant by um like uh, watching, as in how games are now just kind of becoming interactive movies. Like you have all these like uh, these big games that focus less on like gameplay and more on story. So like things like uh, games like Life is Strange, Detroit Become Human, uh, freak, the new God of War. Like these are all like heavily like cutscene filled, story based. And sure, the gameplay is there, but you're definitely doing one more than the other. 
I am trying to get into more story-driven games, but that's really never been my type of speed. Because, like, I know uh, with movies, like, my two favorite genres are action and comedy. Like, I don't like to think too much. I like the... I like it when, when like, the uh, the action comes to me. Okay, that's fair. So, I, I like games where you just kind of jump in and play. Okay. And you just get straight to the fun. So, uh, have you... Okay, so, you know, here's a good example of that. I believe is uh, GTA V. You played that one? Yes, I played through that one in its entirety when I was, like, 15. <laughs> I enjoyed oh. that a lot. No, yeah. And that's, that's a that's a story-driven game. And I feel like it, it's, like, a little bit of both. Like, it's, it's got a nice amount of story and action. No, yeah. I, as soon as you said, like, action and comedy, that, that was the first thing that came to my head because that that it plays like a freaking action comedy movie, like, with these three different characters, all different freaking perspectives. One's all corporate, oh, and, like, haha, like, I'm enjoying my life. I'm out of the game, blah, blah, blah. It's and there's simple. Trevor. Yeah, then there's Trevor. <laughs> Yes, of course I've got fucking mummy issues. Now move. Yeah, no, he definitely is the one character like uh, who's comedic relief. But I like that balance, like between like story and like sandbox actiony kind of kind of deal. And again, I, I've going to GTA. I was not again. I don't like competitive. So online is a freaking cesspool. It's just the brought the worst out of me. <laughs> Did you play through GTA V's campaign? I did, yes. I actually enjoyed it a lot. How recently was that? Oh, God. <laughs> probably when it came out. Like, Oh, when it's like 2013. Yeah. You're yeah, around yeah. that age. I played it one time because that was my first GTA game, too. Like, I never had any, like, detachment to GTA. So that was the first thing I ever experienced. And it was cool. I liked it. Uh, that's another thing, like, with me. Like, I'll jump into freaking games that are just like uh all long into a fucking series and it doesn't matter like how many games it's been like if it looks cool i'll play it the other one i did with that was uh, uncharted i never played the older games re- uh before and i tried uncharted 4 and i beat that game in its entirety and i freaking cried amazing story amazing gameplay that to me is like the best of both worlds you know what i mean writing that down the list oh yeah <laughs> i no, yeah if you haven't played i highly recommend it if you want action some comedy because he's quippy as hell he's always telling jokes while he's you know killing people <laughs> but uh, you know that's always a fun time so yeah stuff like that but um wow we got way off topic my <laughs> that, that's good that is good that, that's good that is good so like my favorite game of all time is a nintendo game called legend of zelda wind waker what's that i never heard of that one never heard of that one Just okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> every everybody who knows about nintendo has heard that's about the that one game. uh anime zelda game right anime <laughs> not exactly but animated yeah. yes yeah that game came out what 2002 or 2003 and that game was, was panned on because everybody wanted, like, oh, I want something realistic. I want something, like, gritty. I want something, like, uh, edgy, angsty, and all that stuff. But, well, there's Twilight Princess for, for the angsty and, and edgy stuff. Exactly. No, that, that came later. We were supposed to... <laughs> the fans wanted that first. <laughs> and they got Wind Waker first instead, and everybody was like, ah, I don't like that. And now you look back, and you... It's one of the highest praised freaking games of all time. But the reason I like it is because, again, I'm that person who wants that good balance of fun gameplay and story. And, you know got the game in like 2000 so i'm i'm a little small underdeveloped child i'm like ooh, kid with sword fight monsters save princess beat giant pig let's go it's gonna be fun but now you look back now that story is just just about a kid the kid just doesn't he's like i don't know what's going on my sister got kidnapped i need to get her back and yeah he's just everybody's just like um hey you you sure you cut out for this and he's like yeah mind you he doesn't talk obviously because you know his Nintendo characters almost never talk. <laughs> That's true. Um, 
Which Zelda game do you think I should start off with as someone who's never played a Zelda game? Oh, God. Uh, that is a very loaded question. Um, I feel like now a good place to start is Breath of the Wild, the one that came on the Switch, because that game is the most like um, the original Zelda game, which it just drops you in, and you have, like... The tutorial world like section is the biggest tutorial ever, but it's not the tedious, the most tedious at all. Like, and once you do that, you're done. You're you you can just go and do whatever you freaking please. Like, you can just go straight to the freaking boss if you want to. Uh, good luck with that though. Uh, you could just you can you could follow the the story of how it progresses, or you could just see what the heck is up on the these whole like different regions of land because the map is huge. So. If you like games with a lot of a lot of like places to explore, like if you like the exploring factor, I would suggest that one. Um, yeah, I think that's like probably the best place to start. And also, it is jarring because there is voice acting in that game, so it is a little weird. Sounds like you're you're describing Skyrim. Y- yeah, no, you know what's funny? That's exactly um that was the influence that game actually had. The developers actually used um Skyrim for some inspiration on what they did. So like that that game has a lot of like fine little details on stuff like that. So if you like that kind of thing, I will recommend that one. Gotcha. I love this dichotomy we have, Richard, because now uh, I am like a Mario guy. I've always been Team Mario. I've always been more about just jumping in, going Bing Bing Wahoo Yippee. <laughs> that that's my speed. I love. I've always been in Mario games, and then I just haven't touched Zelda games. Not so a, yeah, I get it. Which Mario games have you? Have you played? Mario? Which one's your favorite? Oh, God. So I played a little bit of 64 on... Uh, sadly, not on the 64, but on the um, on the DS. So that was fun. I never beat it. I played Sunshine. I do not remember if I beat that game. It's been a very long time. Um, the, the Mario Kart games, obviously, but I guess those don't really count. It sounds like you all played these when you were like a little baby. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the last Mario game I actually played was uh, Mario Odyssey. And mainly because that game looked like 64, and that game is just, it was addicting to play. It was so fun. Have you have you got a chance to try that one? I 100 percented the uh, the first like desert world, and then I never touched the game. So uh, very odd playthrough for me. Very. I'll, I'll have to get back to that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> impressive that you 100 percented some of it, like, but then <laughs> not touch it again after. Yeah, it's very weird. But I I enjoyed it. Collect the thorns are pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's fun to find stuff. Like, I, I love just, like, the free atmosphere. Like, I, I like the whole, like, it's not a free, open world. Almost. But it, it is. It has that illusion. So I, I respect Nintendo for doing that. I want to play the uh, new Donk City. The one that looks like New York City. Oh, God, that level's fun. That one looks so much that fun. That one is so much, especially the end. It's it's so good. I don't, I'm not going to spoil nothing. have some uh, articles I pulled up here and I kind of want to know your thoughts on this so let me find this really quick you came prepared yeah good thing I didn't <laughs> so I, I found this um, article and it says like the, 
the pandemic boom in video games is expected to disappear in 2022. Just on that art, that headline alone, do you believe that's going to be true at all? Ye- yes. Really? For the most, for the most part, because, uh, what, Pandemic meaning meaning the the funny disease. The funny disease. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, the funny disease. Yeah, because I remember in 2020, um, video games prices were just skyrocketing. Everyone was at home bored. I remember one game in particular, Wii Sports. That that game went from like uh, maybe like fifteen dollars to like thirty two, thirty five. Mm. So uh, all these people were at home and they were looking for video games to play. And I think as we go and we lean towards going back to like normal life i think those prices will come back down to earth because i i do a lot of reselling video games so like studying the video game market is one of the things that like i have to do in order to keep up really so i i don't see prices staying sky high Hmm. i'm actually the opposite like the pandemic you know uh it definitely contributed to a bit of growth like Remember when everything started, you had two big games that dropped at the same time. You had Animal Crossing and yes. Doom. Animal Which, Crossing, it, it helped a lot of people get through oh yeah, the, oh the yeah. first year. I'm, I'm one of them. <laughs> and that was another game I never had any uh, like a connection to, and I just tried it. I'm like, oh my god, this is addicting. This is, and of course, it's freaking Nintendo. They, they, know, how to make, they know how to make that game fuel <laughs> to work. But uh, I actually think now it's going to be bigger than ever because one, you know, you have all these new people in the beginning of the pandemic. They're like, okay, uh, I don't really play video games. I'm stuck in my freaking house. I need something to occupy my damn time. So now they pick up one of these little consoles and everything like that because, you know, nowadays everybody, everybody should have one. Almost everybody should have one. And they pick up a game that they've never played before. They try and you're eventually going to find something that sticks and then you're going to play more of that. And then at that point, I feel like in that the human brain, it's like they're going to seek it out more. So I think whoever is like being introduced, they're not going to fall out of it. Unless, you know, you have like the busiest time schedule in the freaking world. But of course. Yeah. So I, I actually think there's going to be like a, like, a, a, like a steady growth. Like even like because now you have what one of the biggest games ever just freaking dropped Elden Ring. Dude, it is all over my social media i all my entire tiktok page has been just elden ring stuff and it is so freaking funny have you have you heard of what that is game? what is that game like Does, it kind of looks like bloodborne or like dark souls or something like that uh so i don't i haven't played the game yet but i will say it's from the same guys who did like uh, uh, uh dark souls and i think bloodborne as well so it's kind of like their baby of just like the biggest like souls like game ever and I don't know, I, I, again, I'm not into those games because those games will make me put a hole in my wall, but <laughs> it, it is huge. It is selling crazy right now, and it's, it's all over social media. Yeah, I know it's big on Twitch right now. Yeah, like, I, I, that's going to be... See, I could see that game having the lasting, like, the long-lastingness of, like, um, Destiny or, like, uh, Skyrim. Yeah, because you remember when those games came out? And it, hell, Destiny, Destiny's still going on, and... Whether you like it or not, Skyrim is too. <laughs> it's been ported to every goddamn console imaginable. They're, yeah, for real. They're they're trying hard. They don't <laughs> want it to go away. They're, they're they're delaying the sixth one. That's why. Um, but yeah, that was interesting that I saw on there. Oh yeah, and actually, a little history lesson. Uh, the fr- we I know he said this is a video game podcast, Richard. Hey, no hey, history. hey, listen, it's related. 
it's related, okay? Yeah, no, it turns out I was wrong. Like, sir, I sure was like, oh, the games definitely started booming in, like, the 80s and everything like that. But uh, apparently in uh, 1958, a freaking physicist decided to make the first video game, and it was basically a game of soccer. Oh, I don't know if that necessarily means, like, boom, like, booming, but, like, uh, that sounds about right for, like, the first video game ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying in the 80s, it definitely boomed. At, yeah, that's at when it time. boomed. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'm just... But I, it's not the first one. I thought it was Pong. That's what I thought. No, it actually wasn't. So that was that was pretty cool to learn. So That's cool to, it's cool to know. Yeah, hey, you know what? You learn something new every day. Take that with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell all my friends, and they'll think I'm so cool. There you go. A good conversa- it's a good conversation starter. <laughs> or just a little tidbit of information thrown in whenever you're at, you're at some sort of freaking party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone wants to hear about that. Uh, yeah, totally. So... Yeah, I don't think um, games are losing steam at all. Like, I think it's just only going to get bigger. No, especially bigger. now because, like, uh, being, like, a, a YouTube or a YouTuber or, like, a Twitch streamer, that's, like, a, the dream job now. It really for, is. Like, l- little children. You know, uh, it, it's it's amazing what you can now just do to to make money. And cause I remember there was a point where, like, oh, I want to be a freaking streamer. Then, I, then, you, then you think about it. You're just, like, I'm just on a computer with my screen, like, with a screen in my face, and I'm just, like... Social Talk. life, non-existent. Yeah. You're just talking to, like, people that you don't, like, ah, I don't know if I could, like, personally, I don't know if I could do that. I don't think I don't think I have, like, the the energy, because, like, you know, people do this stuff for, like, 24 hours. And I think it's, I mean, I respect the commitment, but, like, at the same time, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it takes a toll on you mentally, for sure, after a while. Do you have any, like, streaming friends that do it? No. No. Not besides, like, someone who might have, like, one or two viewers, not any... Not anyone like significant. Not to be rude. <laughs> hey man, still I, I have I have some friends who are trying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A start is a start. You know, you got to start somewhere. But I know Twitch in particular has really uh, tough like discovery like tools. Like it's really hard to get discovered on Twitch. Like if you're at That's like zero one viewers, you're probably just gonna stay there. Oh jeez. As opposed to like something like TikTok, which its discoverability is crazy. Like I I, I would just like post things that like I would like only want my friends to see yeah. everyone would see my, my TikToks and it would get like so many likes and views and I'd be like how really okay oh, so yeah so you actually post like on TikTok pro- like proper like a lot yeah sometimes uh, you should probably put that in there somewhere put your TikTok in <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put some video game TikToks on there oh sounds good all right all right so I guess the last segment we did here is that we ended up conducting some interviews on a couple of people from you know different walks of life just to get their um uh, their perspective on like what kind of games they play and uh, just like the reasons why. We spoke to Caleb, Nicole, and Tom to find out why they play video games. Because there's a hole in my soul that can't be filled by anything real. So instead I placed stupid shit on my computer. And sometimes it feels like it has merit. But most of the time I'm just angry and I hate myself. Um, I guess just like to decompress. Alright, so personally I play video games as a means of escapism. So I know a lot of people who play video games, you know, for entertainment or for other reasons. But for me it's it's a bit like, it's as if I could put myself in someone else or be somewhere else or do something else. Just take my mind off the world, you know? In the same way you play video games to be somewhere else. It, it's, it gets you out of where you are and who you are. And it, it, it's just, it, open, it opens up doors whether healthy or not, to do something else and to be something else. 
Uh, this has been the Why They Play podcast, and I think this has been a wonderful discussion. This has been an awesome time. I enjoy talking about video games. It's what I do. It's my thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. talking about it for 20 minutes, half an hour, it, it's awesome. This episode of Paltzcast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ 393 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.